We are going to jump right into the Word and just, uh, just, just carry right on with this whole thing that's happening. And um, to no surprise, well, it was kind of at first, but to no surprise this morning, the title of the message is How to Trust God. And my text is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6. Does it sound familiar? I think we just heard that. And uh, there has been no communication regarding the update that Dave and, Dave, uh, Dave and Deb gave to me or, or were giving. I was not aware, but that is exactly where the message was for this week that I believe God, I know God wants us to hear. And so I pray that our hearts are attentive, our minds are engaged. The Bible says, and in the NIV, I'll read NIV and New King James Version just to point something out. But in King New NIV, it says, Trust in the Lord. With all your hearts and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Now listen, this is the NIV. Now it's a newer translation. And in verse 6 it says, in all your ways, submit to him. Now that is not a popular word today on any level, especially with all the autonomy going on, where everybody feels so autonomous. I can do what I want, how I want, as long as it doesn't hurt you, but yet I don't really care. I will do what I want. I will determine the steps I take. I will depend, determine what my future might look like. The future's in my hands. I control my destiny. I'm autonomous. Interesting that the NIV uses that word. Because in the New King James, it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. We can argue it means the same thing. But when taken at, if you take that word by definition, acknowledge is not as deep as submit. To submit means you completely give way and surrender. Acknowledge means you are just aware and you recognize the presence of someone or something. Yes, there is There is. A level of submission there, I suppose. But to say submit is a strong word, and it's very pointed. And it's, it really is what it means. Submit to him, and he shall direct or make your paths straight. So how are we to trust God? It's right here, point blank, very simple in these two verses for us to see. First of all, we need to trust God fully. Trust God fully. Trust here in the Hebrew means to put all of your weight on. And an example would be like when you go to bed at night, right? You don't think about when you throw your pajamas on or whatever your routine is and you, you, you hop into bed and you're like, ah, I'm going to go real slow because I, I, those, the legs might give out. So I got to go real slow and not put too much weight on and then I'll go, no. You don't, do you ever think about that? You don't think about that because you just trust. It's automatic. You know, it's four legs. It's hardwood or steel frame or whatever kind of bed you have. And you know it's going to hold you up. That's what trust is all about. You know, I remember years ago now, because they're getting bigger, but I'd be laying in bed with my wife and we're waking up in the morning. And all of a sudden I wake up and I'm joined with a little face in front of me. <laughs> Hi, Daddy. I was afraid to speak because I didn't brush my teeth yet, but I said, good morning, Cohen, or good morning, Preston, and they would join us in bed. You met, I mean, I miss that because they don't do that anymore, but I trusted that that bed would hold all four of us and maybe even more. I just trusted. I knew I had faith, if you will. It depended. I, I just knew, and I didn't even think about it, and we had a little party in there as a family, and it was hug times, and it was, it was great. We should do that again, guys. Even though you'll take up the whole bed, it's all right, right? 
But we need to do that. We have that faith. You have that trust. And so, you know, you don't get into that bed with one leg on the floor, making sure that, you know, you can hold it up in case that one leg gives out. No, you're in it and you're, you're good. It's a great picture of faith. You know, when you put your trust in God, you put all your weight on him. And that is why God says in our text, with all of our hearts, trust means you're all in. Another way to put it. And total faith and confidence, or it's not trust. It's either trust or it's not. Well, I trust a little. I kind of trust. Yes, I guess we can argue and get philosophical and psychological and deal with psychology, whatever. But no, trust is either there or it's not. And so, you know what? You put all your weight in that. How many of you are familiar with and have seen with this whole idea of the trust fall? Anybody know what the trust fall is? How many of you have been involved in a trust fall exercise? Now, I don't know if I totally agree, and I think, I'm not sure if it's really proven, but these companies, and they bring in people or, or different teams and groups, it's a team-building exercise where you all get together, and you're supposed to, like, and I'm not sure that it's really proven, it really makes a difference. Maybe in the moment it's a distraction, and it causes you to think about your other coworkers or whatever. But the thing is... The point is, you stand there, so I'm the guy who's going to fall, and I stand there, I close my eyes, I cross my arms, whatever they do, and then all my coworkers are standing behind me, and I just fall. I'm not going to do that, because you don't want to see me on the floor, but I just fall, and I am supposed to trust that whether it's three coworkers or 30, they will catch me and not allow me to get hurt or hit the ground. It's an exercise in trusting people and building relationships. So if you've been involved with that, you know that it takes some serious trust. Otherwise, you might have an issue with your, the back of your head. It takes trust. And we're familiar with those. And the trust in the Lord is to make a total commitment in the Lord. That you know, listen, he's got you no matter where you go, whatever is going on, whether you're falling, whether you're running, whether you trip, whether you fall. He is going to catch you. You trust that he is there, and no matter what happens, he will catch you, he will guide you, he'll even carry you as long as necessary to get you where he wants you to go. That is trust, even when it seems like it's chaos, and you have no more energy, and you're out of ideas, and you have no strength, God will even carry you, and you because you trust him totally and completely. You're relying on God and you believe that God is so big and he's big enough to take care of you and whatever situation you find yourself in. Boy, we're in a situation, aren't we? Not just if maybe in your own personal life with personal issues and some of them are very heavy, but just societally and just globally and with the pandemic, everything going on, just stuff. And it just feels like, you know, it's all falling apart. Who are you trusting? Who are you really, who are you letting, who are you, who are you trust falling into? You can stand and, on God's word. You can even fall into him when you've got nothing left and he'll catch you. God does not want half-hearted trust. It says here that about this volume of our trust needs to be with all of our heart. It's got to be full, full trust. All or nothing, it's all trust. He wants our full devotion, our full trust. And, and maybe you've heard, I don't know where I came across this, but of the story of the chicken and the pig. You heard that one, right? 
You're all going, what? Well, let me tell you the, the story about the chicken and the pig. A chicken and a pig were walking down the road together. And when they came to a sign in front of a building, it said something. It said, annual fundraiser, ham and egg breakfast. And the chicken said to the pig, hey, that's right up our alley, man. Why don't we go in and help out? And then the pig looked at the chicken and said, Man, that's so easy for you to say. Because for you, all it's going to require is a contribution. For me, it's total commitment. (laughs) How are you living your life? Are you just making a contribution? Or are you ready and are you making a total commitment to Christ? Well, I trust in this aspect. I trust just 8%. God says, it's all commitment. It's all trust. It's trust or not. It's, you're all in or not. You're, you're, you're completely there and you're confident in me or you're not. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Repeat with me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. All your heart, all your heart, all your heart, all your heart. Not part, not a little. Trust in me with all your heart. Trust me fully. That's how you have to trust God. If you're going to start trusting God, it has to be first fully, totally. Make a total commitment to trust God because you know who he is. And then you rest in him with every part of who you are. Do it today. Secondly, the way you should trust God is you should trust him initially. Now, what do I mean by initially? Maybe I should say you should trust him firstly. Whenever you come at a crossroads, whenever things are happening, go to him first. Another way to approach this is to stop trying to be in control. None of us struggles with that. (laughs) I assure you, I will guarantee That there is some corner, there is some place, there is something in your life within your possession or that you think you have reign over that is sacred to you. And you are a control freak. We are all control freaks depending on what we're talking about in our lives. We all struggle with this. We're all wanting to be in control. And there's something in each one of us that makes us inclined to ignore our guide, which is God, and foolishly rely upon our own inclinations and desires and resources from our experience, our intelligence, and knowledge of whatever. We have been given a positive admonition in the first part of the verse. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. And now we are told the negative Do not lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding. Why? Well, and we're all varied here, but we have limited understanding. We do not understand everything, do we? We do not see the entire picture. We do not as much as we should and we ought to in our decision making. But we do not have all the facts. Let's admit it. Most of us think that we can figure a lot of things out on our own, don't we? We can do just fine by ourselves, thank you. 
But if we're serious about making wise decisions, we must fight against that internal inclination to trust in our own understanding. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't use common sense, and we need that today. I'll leave it at that. Or the wisdom that God gives us. But it does mean that we should not trust in our own understanding for total support. If we try to figure out our life and handle every decision that comes our way, we will be in trouble. You can't do it. You, won't, you, you can't make a, a perfect decision every time. You can't because you're human. I can't do that because I'm Bob Geruda and I don't make good decisions a lot of times. Listen to what Proverbs 28, 26 says. And I have this to stand on based on what I said. Those who trust in themselves are fools. Sorry, I'm not saying it. I'm just reading it. But if you're trusting in yourself, finish the phrase. You're a fool. I know it's hard to say because we're not supposed to be negative and we're supposed to elevate our esteem and think we're great and awesome. No, if you trust in yourself, you're a fool. But look what it says. Look how it finishes. But those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. And earlier in Proverbs, Proverbs tell us where wisdom is found. It's in the fear and the knowledge of God. It comes from God. Have you ever made decisions based on misinformation or limited information? I have. Did you know that God does not make decisions with limited information? It's a rhetorical question if you're a Christian. But still... We try to do things in our own understanding, in our own strength. How could God, how could God have limited information since He knows everything? He, he's got it all. He knows it all. Remember that verse in James chapter 1, verse 8? If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask himself. And then you will be wise. Is that what it says? Oh, no, no. I know. You're, you're like, Dave's like over there. He's like, what? If any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, without shame, without any reservation, and it will be given to him. God who knows all things is willing to help us make decisions and take us through life. Lean not on your own understanding. If you put what you think ahead of what God thinks, then you will be living in the darkness and not in light. So you have to ask yourself, am I going to trust God or am I going to lean on my own understanding? Because the way to trust God, secondly, is you do it initially and firstly. Go there first. Think about instances that we read in the Bible. The little boy named David who goes out and he faces a nine-foot giant. The odds are stacked against him, but he knows the word of God and he trusts God because he knows he has to do the right thing. And of course, he's inspired by God. He's getting ready, getting ready to fight. And it was not under anyone's understanding. Do you remember Saul's understanding? Put on my armor. Put on my helmet. Take this weaponry. That's wisdom. That's my understanding. That's my experience. You got to do the same thing. And David says, it doesn't fit me. I'm going to trust God. Do you realize even this weaponry is nothing against this giant? And he trusts God. He was victorious by trusting God. God, 
I go back to Noah. I mentioned him a couple weeks ago. I can't get him out of my head. I don't know what that means. My mind is fixed on something. The Holy Spirit's got me planted somewhere. But I'm thinking about Noah again, building this boat in the middle of the desert. And for 40 years building it, even his own family thought he was crazy. Nobody understood their understanding. Noah's understanding should have been, the science tells me that I live in a desert and it's been 195,000 years and there's no rain here. And what am I doing building a boat? And I could just keep going on. If he stood on his own understanding and looked at all the facts, he would have never built that, that ark. He simply trusted God and took him at his word and did what God had given him to do. And because of his trust, his faith and family are saved. That is why King Solomon, who wrote this proverb, the wisest person to ever live, the Bible says, is telling us to do this. Trust in God. Don't lean on what you think is best. Just obey him and do as he says. There might be times in your life, in my life, that don't make sense and we don't understand, but we simply must trust God fully and just with all our hearts. Submit your understandings to God and his revealed word, the Bible. He will guide you. Amen. Thirdly and lastly, we should trust God extensively. Now, when I say extensively, there's multiple meanings to that and nuances. But when I say extensively, I'm meaning to the far reaches of your life, everywhere. Like anything that you come in contact with, extensive. Let it go all the way out, extend to everything that's around you. Let your trust in God be that way. Here's, he's a trustworthy guide, God is, in every aspect of life. Acknowledging God means you're understanding God's way and you're acting on it. Now, this is more than reading your Bible and praying. A lot of people do that. I heard about a little boy who had an older brother who got a new bike. The little brother was intrigued as to how he, his big brother got the bike. And so the older brother told him that he prayed for it and God gave it to him. And then he told the younger brother that if he wanted a new bike, he should try to do the same thing. The little boy walked away and then he came back and he told his older brother that since he was so good at this, he should give him his new bike and ask God to give him a new one. You've got to own that. Your trust isn't somebody else's trust. You can't put that off on someone else. God wants you to trust him, you to trust him with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding. And the Hebrew word for acknowledge means to see him. It means that you acknowledge. Acknowledging means I am aware, I'm recognizing, and I see God in everything. Do we live our lives that way? We say we do. We start our day that way. God, help me today. Thank you, you're there. Thank you, you're going to bless me, and you're going to guide me. Thank you. And then we move on, and two hours later, we're not acknowledging God. We're not seeing him in everything. Or we get distracted and suddenly this project at work comes up and we're like completely blown away. And God's there, but we're, we're not acknowledging him for his wisdom and guidance with this tricky project and tricky personalities we're working with and delicate situations where volatile people are around us. Always keep God in mind. Always and always and always acknowledge him means that we are praying when we're playing or we're praying when we're working. It means that we acknowledge him that it's in our marriage and in our family that we do that. 
always means to see Him in our recreation, as I mentioned, or our vocation. It always means to see Him in our finances. It always means from the time we get out of bed, all through the day, until we go to bed, we look for God. What would He want you to do? How would He handle that situation? How would our lives be changed if we could see what He wants in all aspects of our lives? He offers that to us. And He invites us to do so by trusting in Him fully and to give Him everything we've got, all of it, and to do it extensively in all corners and pockets of our lives. How many people mess up or, or if I would say, cause trouble in their own lives by making and, and relying on their own decisions? Proverbs 19.3 says, People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then they're angry at the Lord. You can't, you can't blame God for the choices you make. It doesn't work that way. He's just waiting for you to rely on Him and then He'll help you make decisions. You see, there are one of three levels that you can be in or one of three kinds of people you can be as we come to a close. Level one is that I do what I want to do. That you could be that person. That, that's the, you could be that number one person. I don't care who it affects or what the circumstances are surrounding it. I do what I want to do. I'm good. I'm the boss. Level two is that I do what I think I ought to do. And at this level is what I think where most Christians are. That they do and they think about what they ought to do. And it's the shortcoming of that is that we can get into being a mentality where we are duty-minded and it becomes mechanical. We've got to be careful. And then there's a third level. And it's the one that we should all strive to be at. And that is the level that says, I will do whatever he says and leads me to do. Not just what I ought to do, but I'm doing this, I'm listening I'm acknowledging my heart is knitted with him, if you will. It's one. And when he says it, I do it. When he tells me I do it, I love him. I obey him. I know he has my best interest in mind. I trust him fully and totally, and I will do it. So how do I know that he's, what he's leading me to do? Check out the word of God. Because God will never tell you to do something that goes against his revealed word. Amen. Talk to people who speak into our lives. You know, the Bible says in the Proverbs that there is counsel in the wisdom of many. And you know, when you get together with your spouse who loves Jesus, your friends who love Jesus and family, your brothers and sisters, God will lead, guide you, and direct you. And you will not acknowledge your own ways, but collectively you will seek God's will. You'll acknowledge his ways. And you know what? He will put you on the straight paths. And then I think there are just circumstances. We call them circumstances in our lives. But divine things that God sets up. And you know what? God just opens and doors, op uh, closes doors. The Hebrew word, you know, it's like cutting away a highway, you know, to, to, to direct or to, for a clearing of a path. When he directs your path, he goes before you. And it's like he clears out that jungle and makes a road for you to go through it. I don't even, I where am I going, God? It's all overgrown. God's like clearing the path for you. I'm acknowledging he's going before you. And that's what it means to direct your path. And sometimes we act like we're the fullback in football. You know, the big guy behind the quarterback. You give him the ball, and you're like, I'm going to just barge through everything on my own. And God says, those bamboos are going to hurt when you try to go through them. Don't do it your way. Let God direct your path. Let God pave the way in front of you. I am not just going to lead you, God says. 
I'm going to clear the way for you. The result of knowing and trusting God is that God will keep you on the right path, which means it's level, it's righteous, and He enables you to walk on it. You'll get there. I have one question before I pray. Literally one question. Do you trust God completely, fully, initially, and extensively? That's it. That's the question. You either do or you don't. I know we're working on it. We're growing in our faith. We can use all those excuses. and They're explanations, but they're not excuses for not trusting God with all of our heart. Are you trusting God completely, initially, and extensively? God, help us to do that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word which guides us, directs us, enables us, empowers us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit's activity in our lives who also strengthens us and convicts us and teaches us the truth so that we might acknowledge you in all our ways. Father, I pray that today our trust in you would be complete. I pray, Lord, that we would do it extensively, that that trust would reach into all areas of our lives and that we would not lean on our understanding, God, that we would look to you firstly as a priority, as the first one we go to for all our steps. Thank you that you promised that when we do this, when we trust you, you will direct our paths. We thank you and praise you, Lord. To you be all the glory. May we honor you and praise you as we walk in wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen.